0: Everybody, it's Tim, and I uh, want to welcome you to our TNT devotional this Tuesday after Easter, and this is a little bit of a, of a, uh, how shall I say, a holy hangover after Easter. <laughs> the reason I say that is because I am uh, broadcasting from my house. Um, I'm doing, yes, I'm doing the uh, Devo today, and I'm sitting here reading my Bible going over some things, and Larry contacts me and says, hey, uh, are you doing the video? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm doing that, or doing the devotional. I'm like, yeah, I, oh, wait, hey, wait that's today. So caught in that holy hangover moment. But um, I will say it was a spectacular Easter, man, and it was so good to see so many people back again on uh, Easter weekend. Um as you well know if you've been tracking with this uh, attendance has been about 36 percent of what it was uh, the previous year until we stopped having services uh, just before easter last year but um a lot of folks have not felt comfortable coming back and then uh, this past weekend just like boom it felt like the floodgates opened again and people came back like crazy and um, uh, just about 8,000 people in church this past weekend at our four physical campuses, plus a lot of people watching online. So um, kind of felt like the old days there for, for a weekend. It just I, I was so thrilled to get to see so many people that uh, haven't been in church in a year. And I know they haven't because I had a number of people tell me they hadn't been in church in a year. So all that to say, it, you know, I could be wrong, but it feels like we kind of turned a corner as uh, uh, more people are not as afraid and are getting out now. Maybe more people vaccinated, more people like myself have had the the virus. And so I have uh, antibodies and um, but anyway, just great. Just so awesome to be back together. And earlier this morning uh, when I was reading, um, I was reading about the case numbers uh, from the Houston Chronicle in the uh, state of Texas and in the Houston area, and everything is just flatlined um, in a good way. Um, so I, I just feel like, you know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong so many times before in my life, but it just feels like we're on the verge of something good here. And, um, you know, it's almost, I don't mean to, to, to compare it this way, but it feels like easter really was a resurrection and and, and I'm, I'm i'm not taking i'm not trying to compete with jesus's resurrection i don't even want to go there because that is the resurrection and without that resurrection we would not have uh, forgiveness of sins or eternal life but um it felt like you know honestly it felt like you know last year the church was closed because of uh Because of the virus this year was open, it felt like, you know, it was coming back from the dead a little bit, (laughs) just to be totally honest, even though I know it never was dead, but just a good feeling, a good vibe. And if you didn't get to be with us this past weekend and and, uh, you're ready to come back, I would encourage you to do so. As one person said, they forgot how much, what was the word they used, energy, um, how special it was. I can't remember the exact words when you get together, even though they've been tracking with us online, they said it was just totally uh, over-the-top getting together and uh, that that they had forgotten what that was like, and so they were glad that they were back. Anyway, so what I want to do right now is I want to go to John chapter 21. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 21. I'm just kind of in my head as I'm I'm planning out this next series that we're going to be in called We Are Witnesses. We're just going to take off from where uh, Jesus came out of the tomb. We're not going to hit every detail or else it would be a very long series. We're going to hit some of the some some of the, 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 the big high points uh, in the series. We're going to talk about our part of the love story of God for mankind. Um, very much looking forward to this next series uh, along with the fact that beginning this weekend I'm going to make uh, an announcement that uh, I think that you're going to for our church family, that you're going to be um, excited about, and a long time coming, but we're going to make it this weekend. And but anyway, in this in the series, we're just going to track with Jesus as He meets with disciples, as He ascends into heaven, and then what happens after that. And as, and as I have said in uh, kind of advertisement for for this next series, um, we as a church family get to continue this great love story uh, greatest love story of all time and that is God's love for mankind we, we, you me, we are a continuation of God's love story and uh, which uh, is you know is humbling but it brings along with it a lot of responsibility, responsibility that we at our church take very seriously and so uh, hopefully you can be here for that series and see what's next for us as a church and i think you're going to be excited when you hear the news but john chapter 21 uh i actually want to begin reading in uh, john chapter 20 the the couple verses right before the end of the chapter because John, who wrote this who wrote it down what he saw he uh he tells us why and um he says in verse 30 of chapter 20 says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these that that he wrote down, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So John says, uh, the reason I wrote this down, the reason I wrote all these things is so that you would know that Jesus is the Messiah and uh the messiah being the one that god sent to save mankind to offer forgiveness and it's kind of cool because even in our last series as we talked even when jesus on the cross said i am thirsty he did so to fulfill prophecy about the messiah so john was um very careful as he was writing it down to include things like that so that we would know so if we did our research uh, uh, research that I like doing by the way but if we did our research and went back to the Old Testament and we looked at the um, prophecy from from 500 years before and from 1,000 years before and from 1,500 years before that we would be able to see if, if we if we looked at it uh, critically, if we looked at it with an open mind and we did our homework, we'd be able to see that yes, Jesus is the Messiah. He is who he said he was. And so John says that's that's the whole reason I wrote all of this down was for you so that you could believe. And I just want to say, and I don't know if John can hear me or not. He's in heaven, but I just want to say, thank you, God, because it has helped me. Um, now, verse, our, uh, yeah, first one, chapter 21. One of my favorite stories and one of, um, one of uh, my favorite places in the Holy Land. This is uh, Jesus and the miraculous catch of fish. So Jesus has risen from the dead. He's appeared to the disciples a few times, but you, uh, uh, you, you see now that he shows up in Galilee, which is about 80 miles uh, north of Jerusalem. So he's made the trip now up to Galilee to find his disciples who maybe some of them were kind of depressed, um, uh, maybe thought that it was over. Um, and 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 something I'll say right here, but then I'll explain. Uh, not maybe not this weekend, but next weekend. They did not have the Holy Spirit yet. They did not have the Holy Spirit yet. So Jesus is gone, and it really feels like, um, or, or he's not around them at this moment. And it feels like he has left them, and he and, and the Holy Spirit has not come yet. And so there is probably that. That feeling that we get sometimes, you know, when it feels like God isn't there, he's not showing up, and, and uh, which is never true, but sometimes we get that feeling, and I would imagine that disciples are having, especially Peter, because Peter, remember, he denied Christ, he denied Christ three times. And, uh, you know, after Jesus was arrested and people said, aren't you one of the disciples? And Peter says, no, I don't even, I I don't know. No, I'm not one of his disciples. Somebody else says, "Are, are you sure? I thought I saw you with Jesus. No, I don't even know him. You know, he was very, he vehemently denied that he knew Christ. He denied Christ. And so I'm sure that that is on his mind. And, uh, you got John writing this down. Remember John, if you were with us in the last series, John stayed and watched Jesus on the cross. So John did that, but there was no Mr. Peter doing that. So Peter has exited the scene now and probably feeling kind of down because of his behavior. But uh, chapter 21, let me just read. After Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, uh, Thomas, Nathaniel uh, from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Verse 3, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told him. And they said, we will go with you. And uh, I've always found that line interesting because he just says, I'm, I'm going to go do what I'm used to doing because he's been for three years, been doing something totally different. He's a fisherman by trade. This is what he knows. And it used to be for me I, when I played basketball all the time, if I just wanted to clear my head, if I wanted to, to work off some steam, if I wanted some exercise, if I was in a bad mood, if I was in a good mood, I'd just, I'd just say I'm going to go play some hoop And I would just go out and I would go shoot around. And it was just kind of um, – so it would kind of ease my mind and so forth. And I feel like that's what's happening to Peter. He just he just announces, I'm going to go fish. <laughs> We're going to go with you. So they went out, they got on the boat. But that night they caught nothing, nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? haven't you any fish meaning have you haven't you caught any fish no they answered, and he said jesus said throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some um when they did they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish then the disciple whom jesus loved said to peter so this is john talking about this is john talking about himself the disciple whom jesus loved remember that's how he referred to himself um He he said, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and he jumped into the water. So uh, the other disciples followed in the boat towing the net full of fish for they were not far from shore, about 100 yards when they landed. They saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread jesus said to them bring some of the fish that you have just caught so simon peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore it was full of large fish 153 (laughs) and somebody might wonder how do they know it was 153 fish i'm going to tell you something every fisherman who's ever fished knows how many fish he caught that's how fishermen are Uh, you can ask my son who has long been a fisherman not so much now that he has a a son he hasn't fished as much but um he he would be able to tell you every time that he's gone out how many fish he caught and what he caught them on and exactly where he caught them because fishermen don't forget it was full of large fish 153 but even with so many the net was not torn jesus said to them come and have breakfast None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. So Jesus is serving these guys breakfast after a long night of them not catching any fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And then come some of the most, I believe, beautiful uh, passages of scripture in the entire Bible. This is verse 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know, you know that I love you. So Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Uh, Peter answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time, Jesus said to him, Simon of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dress yourself and went where you wanted, but when you are old, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Uh, Jesus sent this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. And we call this the, the reinstatement of Peter because, um, again, Peter had denied Jesus three times after Jesus was arrested. And and this was jesus now on the beach with these fishermen he's serving them breakfast and he it feels it it um i mean you can tell peter peter's not irritated not not saying that but he's hurt because jesus keeps asking do you really love me do you really do you love me and peter's like yes 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 i love you but what was happening was as you remember he denied Jesus three times, three times. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And three times Peter replies, yes, I love you. And then Jesus says, okay, follow me. So it was like, um, Jesus was reaffirming him. It was like Jesus was saying, because even Peter said, I know that you know all things, you know that I love you, but Jesus wanted to hear it. Peter needed to say it perhaps. And, um, with that, Peter was reinstated, and then you fast forward just a, just a little bit to the book of Acts, as we'll get into in our upcoming series, and Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost and in front of thousands of people, he boldly, I mean boldly, preaches the name of Jesus and then uh, continued to do so and ultimately gave up his life. For Jesus and was crucified He wasn't only crucified he when they were going to crucify him he said I have no business being crucified just like Jesus my my Lord so crucify me upside down and they crucified Peter upside down so that it wouldn't be it wouldn't look like Jesus's crucifixion which just shows you how much reverence and all he had for for, for Jesus but this is a guy The guy who, as we have talked about before, all through the Gospels, when uh, they got into difficult situations, Peter was the first one to open his mouth. Peter kind of, um, you know, kind of said things off the cuff. Peter uh, was one of the sons of thunder. Um, Peter, one of Jesus' inner circle. Um, All that to say, rough and tumble guy that God got a hold of, that Jesus' love totally changed, and he became this amazing apostle who served, who served God, who, who preached Jesus until the day he died, and uh, beautiful testimony of the fact that God can take somebody, even somebody that's made terrible mistakes, even somebody, I mean, you think about this, the guy denied Jesus, his best friend. He denied that he even knew him. And yet Jesus forgave him and then used him in a big way. And I guess that's a word for all of us today that have made mistakes, those of us who, with our actions or maybe, I don't know, with our words, have denied Jesus and denied our love for him, that um, it can still use you. You can be forgiven. And I'm not Jesus, not even close, but I'll just ask you this question. Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you love him? That was three times. Do you love him? If so, get up and get busy for Jesus and uh, watch what he can do through you. All righty. going to let you guys go. Love you so much. Uh, Thanks for joining me on this uh, kind of tardy. a TNT devotional. Hopefully it came through all right on my phone. But uh love you guys so much and uh, thank you for being who you are and uh, being part of this church family, whether you're local or you're a long way away. I'm glad that you're part of this and it's just fun getting to do life with you. And uh, I want to pray for you and I'll let you go. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you uh, for what Jesus did for us and Uh, God, even when he rose up from the dead again how he still loved those who um, had deserted him and betrayed him and still able to use people who are imperfect ordinary people who are imperfect people and i thank you god that you're able to use us and do wonderful things in us and through us because of your holy spirit and i i pray god that you know, I can't help it, but I'm just hoping that this past weekend on Easter was a breakthrough for people, uh, not only in, in, uh, their willingness to get back with the family in church, uh, physically, but also a breakthrough for people spiritually, that, uh, they're not going to let fear hold them back, but they're, they're going to, they're going to live for you no matter what that means, Lord, and, and that they are going to follow your son, Jesus, and Thank you, God, for the opportunities that we have each and every day to glorify you in the things that we do and say, thank you for your love. Thank you for your provisions for us, Lord. Thank you for the case rates dropping in the great state of Texas. And uh, looking forward to that day, Lord, when we can all get together again with uh, no restrictions and we can greet each other and stand close to one another and hug and, and, uh, people can be encouraged once again, Lord, uh, by the fellowship of the believers and, uh, Lord, watch over us this week. Give us a good rest of the week. I pray all this in your son's name and all the people said, amen. Love you guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.